Welcome to the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. I am Kim McLaughlin, your host. And today we are talking about solutions to end emotional eating. I've had many people ask me on many different occasions, different questions about ending emotional eating. And today we have four questions that I've been asked most recently. We're going to talk about the questions and you're going to find them interesting because they're really not about food. They're about all of the other areas that go go on around food and create emotional eating issues. We're going to talk about specific techniques to increase your solutions to end emotionally. And as always, there will be practical doables to get you to that solution. Let's get started. This is our question and answer call. I have the questions in front of me, I have answers, and I just think this is some great stuff going on and some great questions that we're going to go over today to really help you with your emotional eating solution. I'm from FeedYourSoulUnlimited.com, and let's get started. So question number one that I got is um, somebody has asked and said that they can't seem to quiet their mind for mindfulness. Um, that's like when your mind, how I interpret that is that their mind keeps talking and talking and that we try and stop it, actively stop it, and it doesn't work. So they just think that they can't be mindful and they can't seem to quiet their mind. And so that has to do with the thoughts that go on in their head that they can't seem to quiet and also how to be more mindful. The first thing I thought of when I thought of this question is um, meditation. And what I find a lot of people tell me is that they don't know how to meditate. They think it's a big struggle or a big hassle to meditate. They can't find the time to meditate. And so they don't do it. And what I think of as meditation is that time to quiet your mind. That to me, I don't know the particular definition of meditation, but it it doesn't from where from how I do it is it doesn't have to take hours sitting in quiet with your hands in front of you and your eyes closed chanting, which I think is a lot of people's idea about what a meditation is. To me, meditation is simply closing your eyes, getting quiet, and focusing on that quiet. There are a lot of ways to do that. One of the ways to do that is to just um, close your eyes and just focus on breathing in and out. And so the way I do it is I go, I literally say in my head, I'll say, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. And anytime once I start doing that, my mind will then start thinking about things or worrying about stuff. And then what I'll do is just remind myself, okay, Kim, let's come back to your breath. Breathe in, breathe out. And just breathing in and breathing out and noticing the breath is a really easy way to focus on meditation. It doesn't have to be any harder than that. I 
I recommend also meditation apps that you can put on your phone. And I love them because they give me hundreds of ways to meditate. And I just flip through my app and see which one fits for me. One that I like a lot is um, a, a meditation where they just have a gong every so often. And I'll put it on for however many minutes I want to sit in the quiet it's really about trying it out and seeing what works for you. There's no one way. I don't do it the same all the time. I don't do it as often as I'd like to, but I do it more and more often. And what I tell you is 100% of the time, I feel better after I do it, and my mind is quieter. So if you start doing that meditation, and it's really just about getting quiet, breathing in and out, I like to close my eyes and to just get your mind quiet. One way I wrote down an idea about how to um, how to manage when your thoughts are going on and on. And that can be, um, I think of it like uh, if you ever remember ticker tape, like kind of the things that scroll across, um, what do they call it for, um, for stocks, the, the tape that rolls across. It's also when you look at hand down here on the bottom of your screen, like when the TV, that scroll that rolls across the TV and it talks, talks, it gives you lots of information about what's going on. So that scroll on the TV um, can be a way of thinking about your mind and about the thoughts. And what I like to do is when those thoughts are coming by, I notice them and go, oh, look at all the thoughts going by. And I don't attach meaning to them. I don't attach significance because what we will tend to do is get frustrated with it. And that's another technique is don't get frustrated with those thoughts. We'll go, darn it. Oh my gosh, I'm having these thoughts. They're going on and on and on. Just go, what I like to do is go, oh, isn't that interesting? I'm having a lot of thoughts right now. Let me breathe in and out. And I notice them, and I just am going to release those thoughts to just move on out. And I just notice them move on out. And I then go back into breathing in and out. And in and out. And then when the thoughts come back, I go, oh, there are those thoughts. I notice them like the scroll of the, um, the tape on the TV. With all the information, I go, oh, there they are again. I calm, I get calm. I don't get frustrated because when I get frustrated, more of them show up. I get calm and go, oh, I notice these thoughts. Breathe in and breathe out. And I just keep doing that. It, it, I like to say it's a AA saying it works when you work it. And I do it as often as I can. I like to do it first thing in the morning before I get up. I'll just take some deep breaths and quiet my mind. I love doing it. Actually, I'll tell you my little trick. I do it when I go to the dentist and um, I'll have a good half hour in the dentist, you know, when they're cleaning your teeth and I just sit there, I close my eyes and I breathe in and I breathe out and I really focus on being calm and being present with my breath. It works really well at the dentist. And that's my, uh, one of my tricks is I, I at least know that I always practice it when I go to the dentist. So it's a good technique to use for the dentist. So for the question of, I can't seem to quiet my mind for mindfulness is 
try meditation, deep breath, focus if the thoughts, when the thoughts show up, because they will, notice them and let them just not attach to them. Let them move on by and go back into breathing and let go of any frustration. Let go of any frustration and it will work. It will work. So just try it. Hi guys, this okay? is Kim, and I want to let you know that the Emotional Eating Solutions eight-week course is open now. You can find it on my website at feedyoursoulunlimited.com. Go to the Work With Kim tab and click on that. This is the time to get peace with food, and I know this course will help you. You also can find the link in the show notes to the Emotional Eating Solutions eight-week self-study course. <laughs> The second question I have down here is uh, someone wrote, I feel frustrated that I can't eat mindfully all the time. And I thought that was uh, interesting. I'm frustrated that I can't eat mindfully all the time. My note to myself was me neither. I can't, I don't eat mindfully all the time. I do it more and more often at more and more meals. I just want you to to go easier on yourself and not find that this is a a quick race where you have to do this immediately. And it's something that you're going to get and it's just going to be there for forever. I find that being mindfulness with my being mindful with my eating is a process and it is a, a practice. It's actually what they talk about with meditation as a meditation practice. So this is really a mindful practice And what do we know about practice is we have to practice that um, just like um, basketball players have to practice their free throw shot. They have to practice, you know, going to free throw practice and practice practice being mindful with your eating is a practice. So maybe if you think about it a little differently and give yourself an opportunity to, to practice it, that can be a different switch in your head so that you can do it more often. Um, the other thing I, um, I wrote down is, is think of it like a lifelong journey that we're really running a marathon. This is not a sprint. And this is not a race that you end. When we're talking about mindful eating, intuitive eating, um, and letting go of overeating, it's a process for our life. It's, it's not like a diet. And, and when we think of like, I've got to get there, I've got to get there, that to me is like diet mentality. And diet mentality means we start it and then we stop it. So we start a diet and then we stop it. Mindful eating is just what we do. It's what we do for the rest of our lives, that we focus on being more mindful during our time of eating. And it's it's something that we don't end. We're not going to end it. We're just going to keep doing it and keep practicing it. So those are the things I thought of when I thought about being frustrated that you can't eat mindfully all the time. And I think what we have to do is let go of the all the time. We're focusing on eating more mindfully more and more every day. And maybe that can be your little goal. Your goal is I eat mindfully more and more every day. I eat mindfully more and more every day rather than I eat mindfully all the time. I eat mindfully more and more every day. I like that one. So now we're going to go to our third question. And this is a tough one for people. I I hear people ask me this question all the time. 
Um, so it's more than just uh, one person's ever asked it. And the question is, is I can't accept my body because it doesn't look okay. And what I, I take that to mean, I've had people tell me, how can I accept my body? It doesn't look good. It's not right. It's not the way it should be. It doesn't look the way it's supposed to. And then I think of, well, how is it supposed to look? And often what they mean is that it doesn't look like it, like it does in the magazine or the models or the ones on TV. And they're what people will tell me is like, my body is not okay. And then they interpret that since it doesn't look like the way I think it's supposed to, it's not okay. And this is an opportunity to begin to think about your body differently and have a different sense of your, your body and its purpose. And and also to really consider, I am not my body. You are not your body. That who I am is not this body. And this is just the method I use to move through this world. And it could be my body isn't allowing me to, to do the things movement-wise that I really want to. Let's say you want to run a marathon or you want to... Um, do a triathlon or you want to walk. I had one client who talked about wanting to walk around Costco. It was their, their goal was to be able to walk around Costco and not get winded. And I thought that was just a fine goal. So it's really, what do I need my body to do and how can I get there to make that happen? But saying my body's not okay is different than saying I can't do the things physically that I want to do. Two different things. What I think about when, when we say that we can't accept our body is thinking about who we really think we are. And what I think about that is that's really a more of a, a spiritual idea or kind of an idea about what kind of person do I think I am. And, and by that I mean who am I, what's my purpose, and what am I here to do? Or what, am I, what, what is there about me that's important? And I think about that, about kind of these I am statements about who am I. So for me, I am not my body. I am not whatever shape my body is, is not me. And for me, who I am is I am kind. I am compassionate. I am loving. I am caring. I'm goofy sometimes. I love to laugh. I am, um, I like to be artistic. Those are things about me that have nothing to do with my body. I like to be um, physical. I like to be uh, not sporty, but, but more physical um, and do things active. I like to be active. Let me put it that way. I like to be active. Those are all things that are positive about me, and they're really who I am. And what you didn't hear me say is I am the size of my clothes. I am not the size of my thighs or the size of my waist. Those are not who I am. And what I invite you to do to move out of this idea of not accepting your body and not saying that it's okay to move into who am I? And I like it starting with the question of I am, who am I? I am kind right? And begin to say those things to yourself. 
And what we can do is then transform that thought that comes in that says, I'm not okay with my body. My, my body is not um, the right size. And what I say is, well, that's not who I am. The size of my body is not who I am. I am kind. I am compassionate. I am caring. I'm joyful. I am loving. And what happens is, is when I focus on those positives about who I really am, I feel better. I feel better about myself. I feel better about my life. And what happens is, is then I eat differently. When I feel better about myself, I mean, think about this. And I say this a lot to clients that think about when you're feeling joyful, when you feel good about yourself, you eat well. You eat things that make you feel good. You tend to not overeat. And you eat things that are pleasurable. And it's not obsessive. And we tend to not overeat. So I encourage you to focus on who you really are and the positive things about who you are as a way to move out of thinking negatively about your body and moving into thinking positively about yourself. And that is a way to move beyond overeating and into a more functional and positive outlook on yourself. Consider that. Um, the other thing that I think of when I think of not accepting your body is to begin to think about what you like about your body is to say my body's not okay. Well, that's not really true. There are things that I like about my body. I like my eyes. My eyes are brown and vibrant. I like about my body that I'm strong. I like that I'm short. I can, I, I'm not tall. So like I it just feels better for me to be short. Um, I am physically strong. I'm also active and I like being active and my body likes being active in the way my body can do it. And I do everything to the best of my ability. That's what I like about my body. The more I think about the things that I like about my body, I'm more in a joyous thought. I'm feeling better about myself. And just like we just talked about, the more I feel more positive, the less I am going to overeat, the less I'm going to obsess about food. Think about that for yourself and maybe join with me and start um, coming up with positives about your body and also positive things about who you really are. Okay. The last question is, this is actually another really good question that, that comes up all the time is I can't come up to, I can't come up with ways to take care of myself. So that's interesting because I consistently ask you to think of a self-care technique. What can you do to take care of yourself? And, and often I met with, I don't know. I don't know anything of how to take care of myself. One of the ways I like to introduce an idea of self-care is to think of a hundred things that you like to do. And then people go, Oh, that's a lot. That's too many. I can't think of that. Well, the idea is, is to think of more and more things as time goes on. But you can start making a list of things that you like to do, things that are self-care. And they don't have to be expensive. They don't have to be anything about money. But what do you do for self-care? Let me give you some ideas about mine. And I encourage you to 
have a list of a hundred things that you like to do for your self care. And it could be a challenge for you, but get one on the list, two on the list, three on the list, four on the list. And let me tell you some of mine because it might spark some ideas in you. Some of my self care techniques are I like to journal. I would love to journal more often. I love to meditate. And it makes me feel good, just like we talked about the first um, idea of meditation. I like to do that. I like to be creative. I like to make things. I like to go to the gym. And I'm at a gym that really fits for me and fits for the things I like to do. I also, I really love yoga. I love to do yoga. That stretching makes me feel wonderful. Self-care for me, another, oh, one of my guilty pleasures is I love, I love reality shows. So I might put on a reality show and watch that. That's kind of one of my guilty pleasures that I just, I just like it. It just is um, one of my, my secret guilty pleasures. So it's one on my list. Let me see. Did I write down others? What? Uh, Oh, some of the other things I love to do is I love to go to the beach. So even if I don't go to the beach physically, I'll watch a little video of, of a beach splashing back and forth, or I'll look at a picture of a beach and that just uh, makes me feel so good. So what I'm talking about is self care are just gathering a list of things that make you feel good. I love listening to music. I love going to the library those are all part of my self-care. I love riding my bike. And I then can use the self-care list to do things on a regular basis for regular self-care, but also when I'm not feeling so great, I can go back to them. Oh, I love taking a nap. Naps are wonderful. I also love sleeping well at night. That makes me feel really good too. What I know is that as I've written my list out of what I do for my self-care, I'm then more open to adding to that list. And when people tell me they don't have anything, well, I think you do something. And what I encourage you to do is to start making that list because once you make the list, more things are going to come to your mind. You're going to be in the shower and think, oh, this is the thing I would love to do for my self-care and start putting that on the list. Once it's I think of it like they call it like priming the pump where you, you start getting it going from how I understand with a pump, you got to put a little bit of water in to get it moving. So then more water comes up. And the same thing with self care ideas is you put, just put a couple out and they can be really simple. Taking a bath, taking a shower, going to bed on time, writing in your journal. And then what will happen is, is that you will begin to think of more ideas and more ideas And then write those down and start adding in new ideas of things that you've never done. One on my list that I want to do this summer that I'm trying to figure out where to go is I want to try Pilates. I've seen other people do it. I I want to try it. So that is on my list this summer to do is to try Pilates. Uh, It just came to me that it was something that I wanted to try and it is on my list of a hundred is to do that. So what happened was is that I primed the pump and I put all the things down that I already do. Then I started to get new ideas of new things. And what happened is now that I put it on my list, I've now been actively thinking about it and, and looking at places where I could go to actually do it. So it then gave me 
the idea of how can I now get it done because I've written it down as one of my self-care techniques that I want to try. Those are a lot of things. I'm looking back at my list to make sure I've, I've covered everything. So we've gone over how to quiet your mind to be more mindful, how to let go of having the need to have to eat mindfully all the time. We've also talked about how to accept your body more. And then we've also talked about some tips about how to keep and um, develop more self-care techniques, which are key in order for us to let go of having our um, self-care be our, or I'm sorry, using self-care to nurture ourselves. We want to move food in in its proper place as nourishment and self-care as being nourishing. And then as we're nourishing ourselves, I'm sorry, nurturing ourselves with self-care, we're then not using food to nurture ourselves. So we want to use self-care to nurture ourselves. I thank you all for coming. This is Kim McLaughlin. I'm from Feed Your Soul Unlimited. And this was our question and answer session. I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We come to you every Monday with fresh new ideas to help you end emotional eating and put food in its proper place as nourishment. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us.